0: oh postpartum that blurry blissful time after you have your baby but what's it really like what can you expect how does it really feel to bring a new baby home hey i'm chelsea and here on the postpartum project i get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences because i believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone yep it's messy but it's also pretty magical Welcome to the Postpartum Project. Today, I'm talking with Mackenzie. She's a mom of one little boy, and today she's going to tell us about her experience with postpartum cardiomyopathy, or postpartum heart failure. Her doctors didn't even know that she was experiencing heart failure because it's such an uncommon disease. Here's her story. Hey, Mackenzie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. Um, So tell me about yourself. What do you do for fun, for work, all that good stuff?
1: So my name is Mackenzie, and I do work sort of part-time at a children's boutique. I'm just there three days a week right now. I love to be with my friends and my family. That's what I do for fun. I'm not uh, the typical... You know i love to read books or i love to watch movies i I just love being with people um absolutely love being with people so yeah um i'm originally from texas and i moved to colorado when i was in high school and then i've lived in random places but currently i reside in north dakota and have for about five and a half years
0: oh wow that's awesome uh, so tell me how you and your husband met. Tell me about that, that whole relationship.
1: Yeah, uh, it's actually one of my favorite stories. <laughs> so let's see. I, so I was in college in Denver and was pursuing art education. I love teenagers, so I really wanted to teach high school art. And I had a semester's length of time before I could student teach and a really good friend of mine was living in DC of all places and she just kind of threw it out there hey Mackenzie you should come live with me in DC while while you wait to student teach and I thought you have got to be kidding me but I started to pursue it and everything just fell into place I packed up my car and I moved to DC that was in 2010 and when I got there, um, I knew that I had to be intentional with people if I wanted to make friends. Cause I knew I would only be there until Christmas. Cause my plan, you know, was to come back to Denver and student teach that next semester. So I could graduate and move on with my life. Cause I was on the seven year bachelor degree plan. So I was definitely ready to be out of school. So while I was living in DC, I met my husband And that was the last thing on my radar that was not a priority. But of course, um, God has a funny way of providing those things whenever you feel like maybe that will never happen, or that is the last thing that you could have dreamt of happening in those moments. So yeah. Um, Yeah, so I met him and we started dating and then I went, went back home and finished school and we continued dating long distance. Um, He eventually moved to Denver, first time living outside of D.C., by the way, (laughs) and we, I I just knew that if he was going to move to Denver, that I I told him, I mean, we're going to get married. I'm not moving you across the country. We're not going to change our entire life story uh, just to, like, hang out and date and act like everything's great, so... I knew that we both had the same intentions of um, pursuing marriage. So November of 2011, he proposed and we got married the following June. So June of 2012. So we've been married just a little over eight years now. So
0: crazy. Oh my gosh. I love stories like that. (laughs) Um, So after you got married, talk to me a little bit about your journey toward becoming pregnant and your pregnancy with
1: your son. So I always knew that I wanted to be a mom and marrying my husband, I found out that he wanted five kids. So (laughs) I I thought, okay, all right, cool. Five kids. All right. Well, we should probably work on that. So Um, journey to getting pregnant was fine. I had no issues really. Um, we got pregnant November. Let's see. No, I found out I was pregnant November of 2013. And I remember Marshall, Marshall's my husband. I don't know if I mentioned that. I remember he was asleep. Uh, it was the, it was in the morning. I was getting ready to go to work and I was in the bathroom on the opposite side of the house. I have no idea why. I never used that bathroom. I don't know. I just felt like I had to hide it or, I, I don't know. Like, but we both were on the same page about getting pregnant and trying. Like, I don't know, I was just so nervous. And peed on a stick and I was pregnant. And I like ran across the house and went and woke him up. And I didn't tell him. I was just like, you gotta come here, you gotta come here. So I made him like come to the bathroom on the other side of the house and I just pointed at it on the counter and he was like, oh my gosh. And I just panicked. I was so scared. I don't know why. I I just had no idea what to expect. I didn't know anything, obviously, um, of what that journey was going to look like. So yeah, um, pregnancy was awesome. I actually had a great pregnancy. And just every day was learning something new and was so excited about it. You know, I have the typical like uncomfortable feeling of trying to sleep or just the pains of like baby growing, but it was fine, everything was great. Yeah, and we found out we were having a boy And we were so, so excited about that.
0: So yeah, tell me about um, your birth experience then with him.
1: Okay, so let's start maybe uh, about a week prior to giving birth. Um, Well, okay, the last three weeks or so of my pregnancy, they started monitoring my blood pressure. Um, It was a little bit elevated. And you should also know that I was super swollen. But there' you'll find in my story there's so many times when it's like typical pregnancy symptoms that would you know we all kind of were aware of um, or we would experience but not really question it. That was one of those i my feet were giant, my hands I couldn't wear my wedding ring. Um, I just felt giant, <laughs> and once they started monitoring my blood pressure, I thought, okay, this is probably. I'm probably gonna have this baby soon. Um, He was doing great. I was due on July 14th, I think was my due date. And around like July 10th or so, July 9th or 10th, they um, checked my urine and I had protein in my urine. So they, I got the phone call like that morning, like, hey, you have protein in your urine. You have preeclampsia I I want you to come in tonight and we're gonna induce you so I was like whoa okay (laughs) I guess we're doing this and I was so close to my due date I really wasn't concerned about the baby at all I was just so excited to have this baby I was so ready and so done being pregnant so that morning side note that morning my sister and I had gone and gotten our nails done (laughs) And then I got the phone call at like noon after we got home from getting our nails done. And I was like, I'm ready to go. (laughs) So anyway, um, we got to the hospital and started that whole process of induction. And it was the slowest 24 hours ever. (laughs) I do remember that. My mom and my sister were there. And of course my husband, everyone was in the room and I'm just laying in the bed, all hooked up. I had a blood pressure monitor um, hooked up to me. I couldn't labor, you know, out of the bed. They wanted me to stay in the bed. So I have photos of just my family just chilling, straight chilling (laughs) and I'm just laying there like pregnant and waiting, right? Um, so that day was just long long and nothing really happened quickly. It just was labor. So, um, let's see, uh, all right. So he was born on a Friday night and delivery was great. Like, I remember it being fairly quick, um, maybe like 20 minutes of pushing, And he was born and he was eight pounds, 10 ounces. And I felt like that was really big. (laughs) Um, But the people that I loved um, the most and really wanted to be there, got to be there. Um, My sister was living out of state at the time and she and I are really close. And so she was able to be there. And um, I had a birth photographer. Um, I mean, it was just awesome. Oh, and my nails looked good. Yes, the number (laughs) one priority. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know that was something that made me so happy. Anyway, so yeah, Uh, he was born and it was awesome. I was there for probably like, what, three days total and then we went home.
0: Yeah. So um, can you tell me a little bit about maybe what your expectations of postpartum were before you entered that phase? What did you think it might be like if you thought about
1: it at all? Definitely was a hard concept to wrap my mind around. I hadn't been around a lot of other moms, especially in the postpartum stage. You know, once you come home and you have a brand new baby and what that looks like and what kinds of um, emotions you would go through and the help that you might need. I had no idea. My sister had to... I guess at that point only one, um, one child. And so I was around a little bit for that, but I was clueless. So my expectation was I, I wanted my husband there. Side note, he was working out of state two weeks at a time and then would be home for a week. So it was a miracle that he was home for the birth. I was so thankful he was able to be there, but not really any high expectations, just, I'll just figure it out. I'm, no. yeah, I, I didn't have many thoughts. <laughs> just, I, I know I can do it and I'm going to do it. <laughs> I think that's
0: so true of a lot of people. It's like, I don't know what to expect. I'll just do it, you know, will just get through it. Um, so what were those first few days like Um.
1: after you brought your son home? So when I got home, I remember it feeling very surreal. Like, thinking back on it, it's almost hard to remember what those days looked like. Um, My family was there, and I had a lot of help. I mean, it was awesome. I was exhausted, though. There's actually a photograph that my husband took of me sitting in the chair and I had this blanket over me and I'm just like, like passed out. Um, I, like no baby in sight. Like <laughs> just I just needed to sleep. And that is like the perfect image of my experience those few days. But, you know, I mentioned preeclampsia. Well, they told me the swelling would go away after delivery. Um, your blood pressure will go back to normal. But the first probably week after he was born, I was still swollen, still feeling giant. My blood pressure was a little better, but not normal. Um, so like I said, I, I he was born on a Friday night. I went home Sunday and... Um, let's see, Monday evening was the first time I had visitors over to the house. And I just remember feeling so lethargic and barely could like hold my baby in my arms to like pass him over, you know, to my friends that came to visit. Um, there's a few photos lingering around that, um, are kind of hard to look at, (laughs) Cause you can just see how, like how uncomfortable I was. Um, but I had no idea what was going on. No idea. Um, being a new mom, I had no clue what that felt like. Um, I didn't know what was right or what was wrong, but, um, let's see, early, early, early in the morning on Tuesday morning. So it was about 4 a.m. I, I had a fever and I couldn't kick it. I mean, I tried taking Tylenol. It just didn't even touch it. And I just didn't feel good. Um, we were trying to breastfeed and that was hell on earth, quite honestly. Breastfeeding was awful. Um, not only was it painful, but it just, it was like he was sucking the life out of me it was it was just miserable so I woke everybody up pretty much my sister and my husband were there and I just said I think I need to go to the hospital I don't I don't know what's wrong I just I can't relax I don't know what's going on so we went to the emergency room and they diagnosed me with a UTI and sent me home on antibiotics And I thought, okay, UTI. Well, the things that I know about a UTI is that, you know, the typical symptoms like burning when you pee, um, itchy, or I don't even remember. Just nothing. I was experiencing none of those typical symptoms. And I thought weird, like they did have me pee in a cup and that's what they like tested. And I was still bleeding from giving birth. I gave birth vaginally and I just remember thinking and telling the nurse like are you sure? I and they just kept saying like well you don't always have to have the typical symptoms. I thought okay. So we left the hospital. That was Tuesday and I had an in-home nurse visit scheduled like from the time we left the hospital for a Tuesday like afternoon. And so she came. And I was telling her, like, you know, I was in the emergency room this morning. Here's what's going on. And um, she like checked, she checked the baby. She, you know, checked on me and I was healing fine. Um, Baby looked so good. Um, We started supplementing a little bit with formula because he wasn't gaining some weight. And she was like, well, Mackenzie, your blood pressure is still pretty high. And not once did they say anything about that in the emergency room. So it was her that put me on blood pressure medication that day. And she said, you know, I would suggest that you make an appointment with your, um, your gynecologist that saw you through your whole pregnancy and um, have him do a pelvic exam and see if there's anything going on internally. Because they didn't do that either in the emergency room. <laughs> So the next day, Wednesday, I went to the doctor and I was telling him about my symptoms. And at that point, I had started having um, like some shortness of breath. Um, It was really, really difficult for me to lay down and sleep, like lay down flat in my bed. So I found myself like propping myself up with pillows and a recliner just so I could sleep. And, you know, they would bring the baby to me to breastfeed. And at this point I was like kind of pumping a little bit and feeding. And I mean, it was just everything I could try. I was trying just to keep him healthy and happy, you know? So I'm telling him all of this and all my symptoms and he says, well, it's probably because your breast milk is coming in. And at that moment I was like, I will never breastfeed again. Never. <laughs> I'm never <laughs> doing this again. Absolutely not. <laughs> so he um, said everything looked good as far as like healing. And um, I had a pelvic exam done and there wa- wasn't any infection cause that was an option. And I thought, okay, so we left and we went home. The week continually got worse. Um, to where I, I could not breathe walking from the kitchen to the nursery. Um, like, it, I had to, like, stop and take a break. And I, I don't have a big house. It was not, like, that should not have been happening. So, let's see. That following weekend, so I was about 11 days postpartum. And I was at my, we went to my parents' house. We had a lot of family in town. There were a few other things going on that weekend. And um, my grandparents were there. And so we just just wanted to have one last get together, a little cook um, cookout. And I got to my parents and I tried to, you know, walk up the stairs to get to her front door. And I got to the top of the stairs and she answered the door. And I said, mom, I just... I can't do this anymore. I I could barely get up the stairs and I was still swollen. Like my face was just giant. My nose was like as wide as the middles of my eyes. Like just, it just covered my face. It was so crazy. I got inside and I propped my feet up on the pillows, laid in a recliner. And three people in the room took my blood pressure. Um, My husband and my sister were two of those people and, and a nurse and um, a friend of ours was a nurse. So she took it too. And each of them were like, I don't know. Like maybe you should take it. Maybe you should try it. I don't know if it's reading correctly. Well, I, I was on like on the phone pretty much all week with the on-call doctor just constantly, like, telling them, hey, like, Tylenol's not touching my fever. So I still had a fever all week. Um, still felt like crap. Still could not, like, function. I just felt so drained, so tired. And at that point, um, baby was, it was almost strictly formula. Like, it was, I just remember bottle feeding him all the time. And I didn't care. That was fine. I just wanted him healthy, right? and i called the doctor again laying at my mom's house and i said okay uh, i've taken my blood pressure i think we think it's like 144 over 122 and they said okay i need you like you need to get back to the hospital so i hung up the phone and i looked over at my husband and i said marshall we have to go and He was eating and just like mid bite, just like threw down his fork. Okay, let's go. And I just said, okay, I have to go to the hospital. We left and I got in the car and then I panicked and I freaked. And I said, what about the baby? Like, I didn't even think to like grab him like, or make sure that he was okay. I just, I had to get out of there. I, I, cause I knew that I was sick. And of course my sister, I, called her and she's like Mackenzie like we are all here that we we have formula he's going to be fine like just call us when you get there so we go back to the hospital and they admitted me and just started test after test after test and um i was like well i do know that i don't have a uti but i'm on antibiotics for it <laughs> so, <laughs> so crazy so crazy so I will never forget the emergency room doctor that day was a, a woman and she was pregnant. And she saw me in a whole different light than the first doctor did and could understand me a lot better. Um, and I, I just sat there like somebody tell me what's going on. My heart rate was pretty slow. Um, they did all the tests. In conclusion, they ended up doing an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of my heart. And um, that's like they took me to the um, labor and delivery floor to admit me. And when I got in there, all the lights were dim. They started like padding up my bed. And I was like coherent. I'm like looking around and I said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm right here. Why? Like Tell me what's going on. And they said, well, since you had preeclampsia um, and you're still like, you're still having symptoms of preeclampsia, you know, now it's after the baby's born, um, you could potentially have seizures. So we're just like preparing, your, pr- preparing the room if you were to have a seizure. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, thanks for telling me. That's, that's all I'm wondering. Like, please just tell me what's going on. So anyway, um, Marshall was able to be with me and baby was able to be with me. Um, We stayed that first night and then the next morning, a cardiologist came in. And she is who took care of me for the next months after this. So she said, okay, like you are like, we finally figured out what's going on and you have what's called postpartum cardiomyopathy and it's pregnancy induced heart failure and i i mean the words postpartum cardiomyopathy just like i mean went right over my head I, I had no idea what that meant never heard of it um i just said okay what do we do and she said well we're going to move you to the cardiac floor um where we can care for you better there and baby and husband can come with you. Um, that's just fine. So I went, and um, they explained to me that I well, okay. So they never once said while I was in the hospital, they never once called it heart failure. I I was never told, Mackenzie, you're experiencing heart failure. It was just you. You have a really weak heart, and it has to get to a certain you know, degree of healthy before you can go home. So immediately I had to stop breastfeeding because of medication I was put on. I mean, I was on, I don't I couldn't even tell you what I was on. But one of them was of course a diuretic to um, help get rid of all the swelling on my body. So what was going on is my lungs were full of fluid, which is why I couldn't breathe because my heart was not pumping at its full capacity. So that's why I was retaining so much um, fluid on my body, my hands, my feet, my face. Um, that's why I couldn't lay down to breathe, to sleep. Um, what was actually going on, you know, the, the science part of it, um, if you aren't familiar with heart function, um, your, my lower left ventricle of my heart was so weak that at each Okay, so let me see. So there's something called an ejection fraction. And the ejection fraction is also known as an EF. Like a normal heart is like 55%. And the um, lower left ventricle reservoir, it pumps out at each heartbeat, 55% of the blood in there, right? Okay, so when I was diagnosed, my ejection fraction was 15 to 20%. So it was so incredibly weak that nothing was circulating, you know, through my body. That's why I, all the fluid just stayed in my lungs. Like my heart was failing, literally. And I had to get up to 35% before I could go home. So I just I just remember laying there. I mean, I said, I want to be able to lay down flat before I leave. And I want to be able to get up and take a shower. Like, and I want to be able to hold my baby because I I wasn't, I was just was not taking care of him. Um, I watched my husband turn into mom and dad in an instant. And that was pretty powerful to experience, by the way. I, I mean, I was coherent, like I said, like, I remember all of it. Um, My husband putting baby in the stroller and saying, okay, I'm going to go eat. Like, okay, bye. Like, (laughs) I mean, I remember watching it all. Um, So as soon as, I, let's see, I think I was in the hospital about five days. And then I was healthy enough to go home. And as soon as I got home, my husband had to leave to go back to work, which was out of state. So, I did have some help. Um, um, I had some family come in town. Uh, My aunt came and helped to take care of us and just to help me figure out how to function and do life and um, learn how to recover from heart failure. So, um, once I got home, I just remember feeling like, okay, like we're, we're starting all over. Like, I don't need, I could barely even remember the first days, you know? So this was probably, I guess at this point I was about two weeks, two and a half weeks postpartum. Um, but my baby stayed so incredibly healthy and he was like the best baby. Um, such a good baby. And I just know like God put, like gave me that baby (laughs) because he knew that I was about to go through like, the worst experience ever. Yeah. um, Let's see. I think it took me probably about six months to recover fully, six months to nine months or so. And on top of all of that, I started, you know, I developed pretty severe anxiety that I didn't know how to cope with. And I didn't know it was a thing. But every time I would go to the doctor, they always would ask me about it or always would ask me about depression. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm totally good. (laughs) I was not good. (laughs) (laughs) Rarely (laughs) are we? Yes. (laughs) I was like, no, I've got this. Like, I feel so good. But really, the reality of it was, I'm actually scared to death to go anywhere with my baby, because I'm scared I'm just gonna fall over. And I'm just gonna die. And it was just really hard, scary thoughts that could, I mean, there was some truth to some of them, but, um, (laughs) you know, no, I wasn't just going to fall over and die, but um, I didn't know how to process the trauma that I had just experienced. So, um, turns out postpartum, or you could, it's also referred to as peripartum cardiomyopathy, is not super common um and i I didn't do anything for it to choose me like there was nothing i could have done different i i don't have his like there's not a history of you know pregnancy induced heart failure in my family um gosh so many times i wish i could say like well i smoked cigarettes my whole pregnancy and that's why it happened to me (laughs) or something you know just so i could like. I could say this is why this happened to me, but there's nothing, nothing I could have done different. And it's very rare. Um, you know, I don't know what the statistic is these days, but, um, this has been, my son is now sick. Okay. He just turned six in July. So I'm, I'm six years out and, um, In the beginning like when all this was going on it I mean it's not a common thing that your doctors hear about so it is often misdiagnosed um and unfortunately there's a lot of women that don't make it I mean not to be super dramatic or anything but if if one more day would have gone by like I definitely would have lost my life for sure um I was that sick and I'm just thankful, you know, so thankful. Um, I'm just so glad to be a mom and I'm so glad that I'm here still, of course. And, um, I, I love being a mom, but, um, one out of like 1500 women, one out of 3000 women I've heard too. I don't know what the right statistic is, but, um, they will experience, um, PPCM is another way you'll hear it referred to. Um, but man, there is a very strong community of PPCM moms though, that I am a part of that, um, definitely has helped a lot. Um, so many women go on to have more babies. Um, it's definitely, um, something that can be managed. Um, a lot of women recover very quickly, but like I said, there's also a lot of women that don't make it, but also, um, that get um, heart transplants um or they'll need like a pacemaker or um like a life vest uh i mean i i've been through i have i didn't have to have any of that but you know heart monitors i've had um bef- so let me fast forward a little bit maddox i don't think i've said his name yet sorry maddox is my son <laughs> um, he was about 9 months old and i was tired of the two weeks on one week off schedule with my husband so he was traveling to North Dakota and we were living in Colorado and I didn't really sign up to be a single mom like that's not really what I wanted (laughs) um and we were making it fine but I just was not connected at all with my husband and I wanted him to be there for any extra moment that he could um I was able to stay home and um, I actually stay home. I have stayed home until just this year. My son started kindergarten. So like I said, I work part-time, but we started to pursue a move. And I knew that that was the right thing. Like, but I also had a pretty strong grip on my cardiology team (laughs) And I was still on medication. They told me I would be on medication for life. And I thought, dang it, like moving to North Dakota, it's a really small town. Being 12 hours, 13 hours away from Denver, whoa, like that felt like a lot. So I I was recovered, like I said, but I just wanted to know that I could handle some new things on my own meaning I really, really wanted to exercise. And I really wanted to play volleyball. I love to play volleyball. Um, So before we moved, I went and saw an exercise physiologist. And I told him, I said, (laughs) like, jokes aside, I want to run my heart out. (laughs) Like, I want to run And I want you to tell me like what happens. So I was hooked up, you know, to the machines and I got on a treadmill and I, I did, I ran and ran and ran and I ran for 13 minutes. (laughs) And he said, your heart is functioning like a normal heart. I don't think you need any modifications to exercising. I think you're okay. Of course, take things, you know, small doses. Don't be you know running a five k right now or whatever, um but that was definitely not my intention. I just really I just wanted to have faith and like trust in myself and my the function of my heart that I could exhilarate myself and I, it would be okay so yeah um i I had seen a psychologist in Denver before I came to North Dakota too and um, that has helped or helped a lot then. Um, so yeah, the transition to moving and us being together as a family was huge for us. And um, my heart is continually gotten stronger. And I'm really excited to say that last summer in June, under the care of a cardiologist, I I am seeing a cardiologist in Bismarck. Um we stopped my medication and I am healthy. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I am doing really really well and I feel better than prior to pregnancy for sure. Um Yeah. Yeah, so That's so so good.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. Um wow, that story is just it's crazy like you like you said it's so rare you really don't hear about it it's not on the radar for even doctors let alone moms um so that's just so crazy and I'm so thankful to you that you are okay and you're healthy and you're here to be able to say this story so that other moms can just have an awareness of it um and yeah before we go I'd just love to know Any words of wisdom you have for other mamas out there, either in postpartum or soon to be? um, Yeah, just some wisdom, little nuggets from you.
1: My number one, I guess, tip or um, words of advice is trust your body. You know your body better than anyone else. If something comes up, you keep fighting. Keep fighting for yourself. Man, I just heard way too many stories about, you know, women trusting their gut and doctors saying something opposite, or I mean, my story specifically, I just I knew something was up and I knew I did not have a UTI. <laughs> and there just had to be more. I there was no way that millions of women experienced having babies and this is what they felt like there's no way (laughs) why would anyone ever want to do this again so I knew something was up so yeah trust trust your body
0: absolutely I agree thank you so much for being on the podcast today I love hearing your story thank you for having me you're so welcome and thank you so much listener If you enjoyed hearing Mackenzie's story as much as I did, subscribe, give us a rating and share with your friends. It really helps other folks find our podcast and feel seen and less alone.